The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Now available in more homes than the Pac-12 Network, we are the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes! And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com. Liner going to try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, SC! We are the podcast of champions. Welcome, everyone, back to the Podcast of Champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com, the USC site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And together, we make the Podcast of Champions, talking all things Pac-12 football. My co-host over there, David Woods, trying to screw up the audio as much as possible, make it as difficult as I possibly could be. To edit this thing and keep all the levels together. I appreciate that, but we're in studio together. We are. He's sitting right next to me. Uh, last time we didn't even record at the same time. We, we recorded some basketball things, so I just recorded while that was going on. We recorded, I don't know if you listened to it, um, I did. but it was combined, the shittiest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> you, I asked you to like include mine, and you just used mine as the <laughs> intro. Like I, Mine was supposed to be included in your whole show that you were going to do. Well, so I recorded my bit. Um, so it was more I'm, I'm going yeah. to take everyone behind the curtain because so Ryan and I were intended to record at what was it like 8 p.m. 8:30. Okay, so we started out at eight o'clock, which was and then I realized crappy to begin with, and then I realized that oh no, the UCLA game's at 6:30. I need to watch that. It's going to be 8:30, and then uh, the game got the tip time got delayed because uh, nobody at ESPN knows how to schedule games, and so they only mm. give them a two hour block. So it was tipped at, uh, I think, like 6.45. And so it didn't finish until about 8.50. Um, Ryan, a little drunk, was like, no, no, I'm not staying out here until 8.50. I'm going to record a segment, and I'll send it to you. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's fine, that's fine. So I get the segment Thursday night. But now that I don't have an obligation Thursday night, I, I just don't record my segment at that time. <laughs> so it's Friday morning, and I'm you know doing my usual thing, uh, nothing. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, there's something I was supposed to do, but I haven't, I don't know. And then it gets to, I want to say Friday at like 2 p.m., 3 oh, p.m. Oh, really? Maybe? It took this long? Oh, yeah. Dude. I was in Catalina, so I didn't know yeah, what yeah. was going on. It's 2 or, 2 or 3 p.m., and I'm like, oh, right, right. So I listened to a little bit, 
a little bit of Ryan's thing, get the gist of what he talked about. I'm like, okay, wow, sounds like a great show. This is great stuff. <laughs> and so then I jump in, I answer a few questions, and then I'm like, wait, I've only recorded about eight minutes, and I've got absolutely nothing else. So then I give a review of um, of Peacemaker, yeah. and then I sign off for the day. Um, but your, that- your, your beginning, it was great, because uh, you bring such an authority to the thing that I felt it was the real intro. Okay. I felt like I would have done a poor job of trying to uh, you know, construct a facsimile of it when you had already, I, I think, really nailed it. To be fair, yeah, you probably would have. Um, yeah, Peacemaker, that's like the Netflix show? HBO. HBO show, okay. Oh, wait, yeah. that's, is that the superhero thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that. That looks kind of cool. Oh, it's really it's really funny. Yeah. Really funny. It's like a more every every man's superhero kind of thing. Well, it's more like, um, it's like a, the DC version of um, Deadpool, okay. but a show instead of the movies. Gotcha. Okay, I'm going to check that out. Um, all right, well, we're going to get into the show. Uh, we got some predictions this week, and uh, not a lot of questions and stuff, so we'll probably keep this tight, but if you want to... Send us an email and tell us what you want to hear, what what we should be talking about during this long off-season. Pac-12podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you could call or text us at 424-532-0678. we got a voicemail for you today. You can also tweet us at Pac-12podcast or go to our website, Pac-12podcast.com, where all our old, old shows are. They're not old. They're just classics, I think, at this point. Uh, Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash vintage shows, uh, slash r slash podcast of champions and if you want to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can do that or any of the podcasting apps. Follow us there. Leave us a five-star rating uh, on those like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're on the Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Something funny is always good. Be you know disparaging remarks thrown our way. We can take it. We can take the, the, the barbs, the arrows slung at us. It's fine. Uh, we love it. As long as you leave us, leave us a five-star review, we do appreciate that. I don't know if we have any new ones, David. We have no new ones. People okay. have been slacking. People have been, uh, frankly, and I don't mean to say this, this is vulgar, but you have been dog shit. All right, listeners, right. you can listen, but you're not being active participants right now. We need some five-star reviews, and we need them yesterday. We do. Uh, I guess when we were offering like $100 gift cards, um, you know, maybe that was... We used to be able to flog these people into five-star reviews even when we offered absolutely nothing. Yeah. You're getting spoiled and entitled, listeners. I'll tell you what, anyone that leaves a five-star review in the next few days, I'll buy them a drink. If they also come. In Las Vegas. (laughs) Free drink on me. Free drink on Ryan. Or maybe Tom. Tom Or Tom. If (laughs) you, (laughs) Almost certainly Tom. If you uh, leave us a five-star review and you are planning to attend uh, the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas on Thursday of next week, we will be having drinks at uh, where, where are we going to be? So this is March tenth, uh, two p.m. This is at the Park MGM Casino. That's where jockeys hold up. So we're going to go to where jockey is because you know we're we, we follow jockey by we're the nose. Beg for whatever we can yes. get. Uh, the Bet MGM Sportsbook and Bar. So you can make some bets if you want there. But it's a really cool area. I think they got some couch stuff. They got tables. Um, so it's like a sports book and sports bar. Uh, so we will start around two. We probably will get there a little earlier, but let's say two p.m. Uh, that will be during the second game. There's four games on Thursday, right? That'll be the second game, which I believe is the four seed. So probably Oregon or Colorado, as David was telling me before. Uh, so if you're an Oregon or Colorado fan and you're going to be in that game, I'm sorry, but this is when we're going to do it. We'll watch the game. We'll make fun of whoever's playing. We'll make fun of each other. We'll do whatever we want. We'll meet 
with all of you, uh, the great POC listeners out there. And we'll see. Most likely, one of us is going to have to leave like in a couple of hours to go cover the next game, and one of us can stay. So it'll depend on the USC UCLA game this weekend. But 2 p.m. is when we're going to shoot to get down there. Bet MGM Sportsbook and Bar. Be there, be square. Is that still the kids still say that? Yeah, the kids they're saying it all the time. <laughs> they say, "Hey, yeah, be be, be there, be square, hey. yeah." Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And Tom fun. from Jockey will be there. He'll probably have some giveaways. I'm all I'm sure. thinking about is how I'm gonna manage my drinking because I have to work that night. So the question is, do I start at like 9 a.m., get good and drunk by like 1 p.m., and then just be slowly sobering, sobering up, up for four hours? That taxes my general uh, poor judgment, though, because the interesting thing about drinking, and this is like something I've learned over the years, is it affects your judgment. <laughs> you you, you don't necessarily make the best decisions no. when you've been drinking. Yes. Um. So I think I might have to actually make the mature decision, which is like just drink a little. That doesn't seem which like weird. You. That's 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 going to be weird. Or um, I produce a really, really well-written story, um, Three Sheets to the Wind, after... I bet uh, you you would. I could see you... Uh, you no, no, no. I'm a non-functional. <laughs> a non-functional drunk, which is why I, I barely drink anymore, because if I try to do any work or anything functional, I, I'm a disaster. Oh. Yeah, I can't... I, so some people can you know, have a few beers and write or whatever. No. No, I'm, I cease, I'm fairly functional. I cease to be able to do anything worthwhile. Interesting. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you guys know, you've had, if you've been listening for a while, Dave and I are pretty different people, but we have a lot of similarities. And, like, looking at each other, like, we're going to be in Vegas. Like, do you like gambling? Hell yeah, I like gambling. <laughs> like, we're, like, like, we're going to drink. We're going to gamble. Debauchery. Whatever we're going to do. So it's like, Whatever I needs love to it. be done will be done. Yes. Uh, so BetMGM Sportsbook and Bar. Park MGM Thursday, March 10th, uh, 2 p.m.-ish. Um, you can tweet at us, whatever, but that's where we're going to meet up and, uh, it should be great. Uh, that's the, uh, where jockey's going to be holed up to. So you get to meet Tom. He'll probably have some stuff to give away. Maybe he'll buy some drinks. I don't know. If you make bets, they probably, they give you free drinks in there. I think too, right? If I think so. Bet. Yeah. Uh, cool stuff. I love all that. Um, I know there was uh, you answered a couple questions. One of the questions you answered last week was about all the venues I've been to every venue. So I've been to a, yeah. a game in every stadium. Remember the whole, the joke was like the last one I had been to was Utah. And I, I said the same thing. Like, yeah, I haven't been to Utah yet. I'm like, well, wait, I went last year. <laughs> so like uh-huh. didn't remember that. Yeah. But I've been to them all. Um, so not all the basketball ones, obviously hardly any basketball ones, but <laughs> I, I went to the USC one recently. I've been to uh, Washington state, Washington, Oregon, Oregon state, uh, Cal Stanford, UCLA, USC, Arizona, and Arizona State. I just, I don't, I, I never did Utah or Colorado. Okay. Um, I never got your, so I, we had Chris Cartman call in and he did a perfect, like, it was like two minutes and 58 second, like, voicemail. So, like, almost exactly, you know, Google cuts you off at three. He, he, I mean, he nailed it. Um, didn't even talk, I don't even think he got to talk about the Jaden Daniels stuff because it was like, um, but I didn't get your thoughts on that. What were your, uh, any thoughts on the, the Jaden Daniels transfer portal stuff. Because UCLA was like rumored to be one of the schools, which doesn't make a lot of sense. That doesn't but. make any sense to me. Um, I mean, it makes sense for Jaden Daniels. This is one of many reasons why you needed to fire Herm Edwards. It just like, I, I, you know, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is, this You're is. You're taking ASU if they should have just fired Herm Edwards. Like all this other that's stuff. That's all is- the, but like, but like all this is related. When you allow your program to be basically run by somebody who's a dead man walking which is what Herm Edwards is. It's just they're going to let him walk for an extremely long time for some God knows what reason. This is what happens. Now, whether Jaden Daniels was even good the last couple of years is up for debate, but 
losing him to the transfer portal heading into his fourth year in the program as your starter for each of those previous three years, not a good thing. Not good. No. Uh, but we appreciate Chris for coming on uh, last week. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of debate about that as far as like, is he going to be good? I don't know where he's going to end up. Um, there's going to be another wave. He's going to have to wait for the second wave, I think. Um, or unless you're going to go like, you're going to go compete somewhere with an established quarterback, go to Mount West School or something. I don't know. I think um, for him, he's got, he, it's hard because you would want to be in somewhere before spring, but that does not look like likely unless he went on a quarter system situation. And yeah. uh, that's because the uh, next wave of the portals post spring. But like, yeah, you're right. A quarterback, you'd rather be in somewhere. Well, now. Yeah, because he uh, I mean, he's got what does he have? So he's he's only technically a true junior. Uh, I think so. Yeah, Yeah, because the covid year doesn't count. So he could redshirt a year and then have two more to play. Yeah. Um, and that would probably be the ideal thing if you come in after spring, unless he's dropping down a couple levels um, right. to then. You know, because he could probably walk in and start day one for a lot of group of fives. Um, but for him, I mean, you could probably find a better system fit than what ASU turned out to be. Um, you know, I mean, he, he looks more like a uh, spread option type, um, like with his speed and athletic ability. Um, I just, it, the way he dropped off as a passer is probably the biggest concern um, because he was much better as a freshman than he is now as a junior. And I don't think any system is going to be super kind to him if he continues that slide. So yeah. hopefully he can find a better fit um, coach-wise because I don't think he had a good mesh with uh, you know Zach Hill. Um, but yeah, very interesting times down in the desert. For sure. Um, we'll keep uh, tabs on all that going on. Waiting for that. Been waiting for that other shooter drop for quite a while now. Um, little uh, it's just assistant coach news. Dave loves this stuff. Oh, just- yeah, yeah. No, tell me. Tell me. Tell me about this guy I've never heard of. Vic Soto. Okay, great. Uh, he came, he came into USC last year. Uh-huh. Um, went to Carl Durrell. Oh wow! Okay. About two months ago. Wow. Was that was that on the front page of the New York Times? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, didn't hasn't coached a game or a single practice. Okay, and cool, He cool, left cool, for cool. Cal. I just thought that All was right. kind of interesting. Great. He's going to be a linebackers coach at Cal. Okay. He played linebacker in the NFL and stuff. I think. Um, I don't know. I thought that was kind of. Is that you know? I, That's certainly a note. It's certainly something that noted. So uh, who was the guy you, who used to write um, the notes for us? Um, oh, Micah. Micah, Micah. That was a Micah note. Okay, well, here's the thing. There's some little drama. Micah, I love you. I know you you're like, listening. Do you like drama? I, I love drama. Okay. So, Carl Durrell makes a statement about, like, hey, Vic Soto's, you know, it's for his family and all uh-huh. this stuff, makes it like that. Vic Soto comes back. It's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's just, it's a great opportunity. So, he he made it sound like, so Carl Durrell made it sound like, oh, he was leaving because he wants to get back to California because there's like some family things or whatever. And then Vic Soto was like, nope, that's not the case. Uh, email our buddy, Adam Tiger, And uh, actually, we think we have a question on this. So maybe we can wait for the questions. But yeah. Well, well now you're just going to leave people hanging. Or we could we could go to the Why don't question. we just do it right now? Uh, let me find the question. It is. Okay. This is from Evan. Okay. In case you didn't cover it in your breaking news section, here are the tweets. Carl Durrell. It's disappointing we're losing Vic after just two months, but this is purely family-related. He has five young children, and with most most of both sides of the family living in California, they can use the additional support. So Vic Soto, the day after that statement, tweets out, I'll address this once since I now have family and close friends reaching out to check on us. Proximity to, quote, support was not on the list of my reasons to leave CU. The next opportunity was purely one I couldn't pass up. This next opportunity was purely one I I couldn't pass up. 
I'll go anywhere to coach if the opportunity is right. So you guys are allowing to completely speculate. You guys are allowed to comp- completely speculate, right? Obviously, you SoCal guys aren't going to have any ins- inside info on this one anyway. So what do you think actually happened? Darrell made up the, quote, family reasons out of the blue to save face. Or did Soto actually leave Darrell, tell Darrell part of the reason he's leaving was due to family. But then when Soto extended, Soto's extended family and friends inquired, he had to clear it up that his family was fine and that he left for purely career-related reasons. Oh, and please don't do the whole, it's probably both thing. Uh, you have to go with one or the other or some other completely crazy reason I haven't thought of yet. Thanks, Evan, not the stoned Tempe voicemail guy. <laughs> So, should, do, you, do we speculate first, or did you get an answer from Adam? Uh, you can speculate, and then I'll give you the answer. Okay, I'm going to give you the speculation. Yeah. My speculation is that Vic, as we all do when we are leaving a job, um, had a very awkward conversation with Carl Durrell in which he said something about family reasons, because it's telling him, yeah, I went to go work for Cal because they gave me more money, and it feels less like a sinking ship than Colorado, since that guy just got extended, and everyone here keeps talking about how you're doing a terrible job. Um, so I'm going to go with the stable thing that wasn't offered before I got this job at Colorado. Um, but he probably told him instead, oh, Carl, I love I, I love CU, love the idea of working for you. It's just the simple reality is I got to be closer to my family. And so that's what he tells Carl Durrell. And Carl Durrell goes, OK, I get it. Then he says that publicly, which Vic was probably not expecting because most guys don't talk about, you know, yeah. why their assistant coaches are leaving. They usually say some bullshit like, Oh, well, you know, he has to do what's right for him. Um, and so Vic sees that public commentary. And he's like, oh, shit, the thing I, I said is just kind of like the polite way of, um, you know, getting out of this job. Uh, it's coming back to bite my ass now. So and also I've got like all these people saying, wow, is everything OK with your kids that you need yeah. support like that? <laughs> and so he's like, "Ah, oh, crap. OK, well, I guess I'm doing this. And there is a slight recruiting benefit for him to doing that, too, because he can say Cal's a better opportunity than Colorado. Come here. Yeah. Cal will be recruiting against Colorado for several recruits. So uh, I think it was probably a slight miscommunication because Vic, you know, as we all do, uh, lied a little bit upon leaving a job so that as not to offend his employer and, you know, potentially burn a bridge and then was forced to burn that bridge. (laughs) I think you pretty much nailed it, Um, at least from what Adam was saying. I won't tell you everything that he said, but it was uh, along those lines for sure that there definitely was that conversation with Carl Durrell did take place in some form. Um, but maybe the way that Durrell put it didn't make Soto look as good. Like, you know, it was like, Hey, this kind of doesn't look very good. Um, is this someone that I can't leave California? Like it could be a job limiting sort of thing. So he had to come out and sort of dispute that. So there was somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. so I know, uh, Evan, the non-stone one didn't want us to go somewhere in the middle, but apparently, Oh, I don't think it's in the middle. I think Vic is probably saying the truth, which yeah. is that this had nothing to do with his family. I don't think he told the truth to Carl Durrell. <laughs> that makes sense. Because yeah. as somebody who has had to leave jobs for <laughs> you know reasons, you often lie to make it sound better than it is. Like not, oh, I'm leaving this because you're a terrible person to work for and I hate you. Yeah. No, I'm leaving because, uh, you know, family stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, good stuff there. So, yeah. so, okay. See, that was some drama. Like it wasn't just... That was a better note. Uh, if you give me an opportunity to psychoanalyze assistant coach moving, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be all over that every yeah. day. Uh, okay, let's see. So what Phil Steele came out with his predictions for the AP. Oh, top wait, 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 wait. Phil Steele? 
Uh-huh. What about still feel? Still feel. That's a pretty still, good one. Still feel. That's a pretty good one. Uh, likes Landanning <laughs> a lot. Um, so I. So we know that Phil still gets a lot of stuff wrong. Still he feel. does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he puts those books out. A lot of details and Dude, stuff. He should that. write a column that Phil Steele still feels. He does. Oh, I like that. You like that? That's good. You, you're not going to get off the name. Um, <laughs> so he predicts. He predicts not what he thinks the top ten will be, but the AP top ten. What the AP? So this does this in February. This Apparently, is the, this is the degrees to which the offseason makes people insane. Yes. You're not just predicting. You're, you're not just what predicting what, the, what what you think the 10 best teams are. You're predicting what the stupid prediction is going to be. Exactly. Beautiful. But the thing is... There he, should be a Pac-12 media day, media day, where we all predict the things that will happen at media day. We all get together in like June. We're going to do that a little bit later <laughs> in the show. Because the idea from Phil Steele. Still feel. Um, so he's... The, the thing is, I wouldn't pay much attention. He nails it. Like I think the last four or five years, he's got all ten teams right, and like he's missed like four or five in the last like ten years, like something crazy like that. There's, I forget what the status, but it's he really nails it. Like, but okay, but what value does that have? That's like that guy, you know, that guy who does the like CFB matrix that we had on that one time. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the value is that? Oh, I'm going to predict what the prediction is going to be for what the four best teams are going to be. Oh, that's true. He gets that one right too. Uh, but anyway, the 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 note for the Pac-12 is there's two teams in the AP top ten. So Utah and Oregon are both going to be there. Um, there's something, oh, should USC be in there or not or whatever? Do you feel like that's right? Do you feel like Utah and, and Oregon will? I think Utah for sure. I, I I think Oregon isn't as much of a wild card as USC is, but I think Oregon is a little bit of a wild card just because you don't know what the impact of a new coach and like an entirely new system is going to have there. Yeah. Uh, Utah, I think, is dead right. I mean, I don't know if they're going to break into the top five this year, um, but they're returning a lot. Um, they have consistency. They have that cohesion. Um, they have a returning quarterback who showed a lot last year. So Utah makes total sense to me. Oregon, I just don't know. I mean, I think they're going to be comfortably just talent-wise a top 20 team. It's just a question whether um, everything comes together coaching-wise. Yeah. Well, for friend- U- and for USC, it's there's certainly a lot to like there right now. Um, it's just, you know... Do they have all of the pieces they need to be elite in year one? Yeah. Well, so and our friends over at Sports Pack Twelve uh, did a composite of all the the preseason media rankings that are already out there. Um, most of them have Utah, Oregon, and then USC in that order. There's some that only have Utah and Oregon. There's some that have. Uh, there's maybe one. Only one has Oregon. Sporting News has Oregon ahead of Utah, which. Seems a little bit strange. So usually you you know Utah, and Oregon, maybe one or two in the top ten or top fifteen, and then USC somewhere like in the twenties, maybe high teens. So that's sort of makes sense. But I thought you know what we could do, looking at these all these preseason prediction kind of stuff. What we think when they put out that the media poll that comes out in July. Uh huh. What do you think the like? Where do you think the media is going to pick? The North and the South, like one, two, three, four, five, six for each one. So this is where it gets interesting because um, uh, the the media that covers the Pac-12 does have some mm, hmm, hmm, inherent biases. One of which really? is um, uh, whenever USC sniffs good, they're really going to hammer USC being good. Yes. So. Even with the reality being that Utah should be a better team in 2022, 
I'm going to go USC number one. Okay. I think they'll pick USC number one. I'm going to so I'll, I already wrote my down. I'm going to agree with you. I think they're going to pick in the south. One. In the south. In the I'm south. Not, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not picking them for the. No, we're just doing north south. We're not going right. to do like champ. Uh, Utah number two. Okay, I got that's I got the same one there. All right. After that, it gets weird and interesting. Um, I think there will be uh a lot of happy talk about UCLA. Um, what what was that? Oh, that was my. Uh, I, had the shift key on a little too long. Sorry. Damn, look at you. Uh, I think I'll probably go UCLA because there's going to be a lot of uncertainty about ASU without Jaden Daniels. Yep. Um, I could see people getting a little bit excited about Arizona, actually. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be excited, unfortunately, about Colorado. No. Um, I think it's actually going to be, if people are paying attention, I think Arizona will be in that fourth spot. So I'm putting ASU in that fourth spot just because I feel like the it's one just and eleven Jayden thing. Daniels, man. Yeah, you don't have a returning quarterback suddenly, and and Arizona's going to have Jaden Delora. Yeah, I just, I kind of feel like they're going to they're going to still put ASU there because there's there's something, but like Arizona probably going to be a better team. They completely year. reset their roster. They did, but they were one and eleven. So I Total. think that's so. I think for them to get moved up to four, I just think ASU could be ass next year. They very well could. Yeah. Um, but. All right. So what I have is USC, Utah, UCLA, Arizona, ASU, Colorado, and Ryan has that exactly, except that he has uh, changed Arizona and ASU. Yeah, I think the North is is more interesting. Yeah, the the North is very interesting. Um, so Oregon is is the number one, I think, just sort of by default. I mean, e- even if Landanning has some adjustment period, I don't know that anyone else is like poised to take that thing over at this point because. You know, Washington um, with Kalen DeBoer, I think they're going to be good. I just don't know how good they're going to be in year one. Yeah. They've got to reset a lot of things, um, install the new stuff, and they're not operating with the same level of talent that Oregon has. Um, Washington State is interesting. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, I did Oregon one. I'm going Washington State number two and Washington three. Okay. I had reversed, but like I, I had it that way first. And I'm like, I think they're going to say Washington yeah. two just because like Delora's gone. They're going to put a new offense. You know, it's like, it's tough. I mean, but Dickert has some continuity there. You know, he has some continuity. And they made a strong decision to change quarterbacks that apparently like they were making that decision proactively. So they, they have an idea about who they want to be and how they want to do it. So they might move away from run and shoot. Um, yeah. You know, might move into something different. I'm interested to see what that looks like. I thought it was supposed to be air raid. I thought they were doing air raid. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that's what they're doing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'll go Washington third. And then after that, here's where it gets weird because I think Oregon State, obviously. I, I put Oregon State too, but I don't know if they will. I don't know if they will. I think, I they, think they might go Cal for. You think Cal? You gonna put? What are you gonna put? I put Oregon State, but I, but that I think that's probably a little more. You know, they'll go on past results. Just they'll go Oregon State. We'll go Oregon State. Yeah, because I mean, Cal didn't make a bowl game. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think Cal got a little unlucky last year, and maybe they would if they would think about it. But again, we got to go by what our fellow members of the media. Oh, we forgot. Um, and so you'll do Cal fifth. We forgot. Should Stanford be one or two? I forgot where we didn't leave. The, we didn't put them up there. Um, Stanford is. Ass. So Stanford six, Stanford six. Okay, so Stanford, Colorado, uh, yeah. So if we both have USC number one in the South, that means definitively that the media is going no that the media is going to pick USC to win the league. You think so? I think so. Huh. Okay. Well, think about it. You've got like so national pundits who don't know anything. 
And then you've got like the built-in bias of like, I don't know, a third of the reporters who cover the league who all like either went to or rooted for USC as kids. Uh oh, I get is there a bunch of those? Yes, Ryan. Oh. I think you're one of them. <laughs> hey. Hey. I went to USC. It's true. Hmm. I don't root for USC, but I went there. Uh-huh. I I root to make money. Uh-huh. Which means you. When they're good. Which means what? Or if they Which means what? Or if they turn to crap and they uh-huh. you know recruit like Yeah, that. I love this delicate dance that we play as like fucking two four seven reporters where they're <laughs> again, our shit's entirely tied to subscriptions. <laughs> That are tied entirely to the success of the team. Oh no, no, no. I don't root for I don't root for the team. No, no, no. Certainly not. I root for me to make more money, which is entirely directly correlated with the team doing well. Well, the team hasn't won any games. It just just I, I root for them to make good deci- decisions that help me. You know? I mean, I guess what it is is actually like I root for the hope. I root yeah. <laughs> I root to drink of their hope. The hope is yeah. <laughs> we yeah, we make money when there's hope. Uh, I had seven years of like no hope, basically. So yeah. that was uh, it's good to have some hope again. We love hope. Uh, okay, so that's how we think they're gonna predict things. But um, wow, that was Ryan just digging for content right there. We fucking we just ranked what we think the rankings will be in three months. All right. Uh, well, do you think any team outside of Utah, Oregon, or USC could surprise and be a uh, close or a preseason or maybe like after the first month of the season a top 25 team because all the composite all the preseason yeah, rankings uh, ucla is going to flirt with it because they've got the the weakest um non-conference schedule they have literally ever had okay and um they will be fringish to start the year like they might be in others receiving votes okay top 25 so i think they will have a real chance depending on the upsets that are ahead to get into the top 25 coming out of september so that's weird so you have like three teams ranked or potential rank in the south and mm-hmm. just only oregon in the north like who's who's close so you think washington state's closest in the north probably but I, let's look at their non-conference schedule so i think it's washington Garbage. state schedule uh yeah they got idaho oh they have to go at wisconsin oh yeah 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 i forgot about that so one. if they if they somehow manage to beat wisconsin and they beat idaho and colorado state the problem is they've got well you know Wazoo could absolutely be ranked coming out of September if they somehow go 4 and 0 cuz they've got Oregon at home. It's just the question of whether they can beat Wisconsin on the road. Yeah. All right. That that'll be a good one. Yeah, I forgot about that. I thought I think it was last year that Washington State didn't have any really good where they had like Nevada or Utah State or something whoever they lost to like Wisconsin on the road, man. That'll be that'll be a game. I think they lost to Utah State. Um if I remember correctly. Ooh, that, that yeah, that is a good one. Uh okay, cool. Um all right. Oh, the uh, the NFL Combine? Oh, yeah. That thing. Anything on that? I don't know. Yeah, there's some guys competing in it, and they will uh, they will either do well or poorly. They're going to be in shorts and mm-hmm. jump? Yeah, they're going to run, some of them. Not all of them, and almost certainly not the ones you're actually interested in seeing run. <laughs> It'll just be offensive linemen. I was actually going to, like, uh, you know, because Bruce Feldman does his sort of, like, freaks list, so I was going to, like, go through that and, like, find the Pac-12 guys, but I didn't bother. Yeah, I did all those other. Stuff. One of his freaks, Otito Ugbonia, will be competing in the combine. Oh, okay, nice. Um, Big so old yeah. defensive lineman. I'm sure he'll run a forty, and it'll be like four nine, and we'll be told that's very fast and amazing. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Jed Fish did an interview with uh, Chris Hummer from Two Four Seven. It was very positive. He talked about recruiting and getting that one win against Cal and, and stuff like that. I don't know if you got to read it, but Fish, I mean, 
Arizona's building momentum, man. Like he's momentum. He's doing it. You know, he's winning the off seasons, which is good. He's but, crushing the off. You got to win games. You know? Yeah, sure. But like, I mean, was anybody going to win games that first year? No, no, I don't think anyone. No, was. and so now he's got a roster that I think is within sniffing distance of like average to good. So uh, if you don't win games this year, then I think you start worrying about it. You yeah. know, and I, I think win games. I mean that in a very conservative sense. Win like four games, buddy. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, it's not an easy schedule. No. Um, so it might be hard to, hard to find those four wins, but I, I would say go check out that interview with Jed Fish if you're a Pac-12 fan. Uh, it was good. Um, just a lot of positivity in Tucson right now. And then one last note. Um, they were close to four wins this year. It's just like they ended up on the weak and shitty side of like a bunch of close games. I was listening to um, the Andy Staples. I like Andy. It's, just, uh, it's, it's funny. Uh, Keaton Slovis has been at USC for a while. He's from like the Phoenix area. And then uh, Andy Staples interviewed Brock Purdy, who's the Iowa State. Four years, you know, started at Iowa State. And he's gone to the NFL. And I was listening to the, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds exactly like Keaton Slovis. And I texted Andy, I'm like, he's the same. He's like, no, the Phoenix guy's like all sound the same. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, because he's from Phoenix, like a Phoenix suburb. Is there or something. a Phoenix accent? I, it's not like an accent. It's just like a, a tone or something. Just a way a, of speaking? Yeah, it's a way it's of speaking. It's not an accent. It's just a way of speaking. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds like they sounded the same. I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly the way Keaton Slovis. Why don't you have a horrible Boston accent? I lived in Pittsburgh when I was a kid. Which was sort of uh, why don't you have a horrible Yinzer accent? Yinzer, so we would say Yinz guys and like, like gum bands and like all these things like Iron City and like, uh-huh. Yinz guys got to go downtown and stuff like that. Well, I think then you moved to Massachusetts and it was like I was like on another planet. Was like they said I remember in school like we were doing like synonyms. I believe this is the case, and it was like father and farther like father and father. Like that was like the same thing. Like I'm like that's not the same word. Like that's not synonym. synonym. Um, but yeah, so that was cut. So I sort of like, that sort of mellowed me out, I guess, where I didn't, they were saying like excellent was a big thing. Well, now you just sound Californian and I've been here for 30 years or whatever. So yeah, but I, yeah, so when I moved here and they're like, you don't have a Boston accent. Yeah. I didn't grow up there, but like I have friends, like it's funny, like really intelligent guys, like guys are going to like prestigious schools and they, they speak like that or just like. It's like goodwill hunting kind of stuff. You're like, uh, it just sounds weird. You know, it's like, holy cow. How'd we get on that? T- um, we're, Phoenix we're, quarterbacks. Phoenix quarterback. Oh, and yeah. so something with Andy Staples. Now I forget what we were always going to say. Doesn't about. matter. Yeah, I guess we're, uh, well, I'll, I'll think about it at some point. Um, yeah, it was Phoenix quarterbacks. It was something with Andy. I th- maybe that was it. Maybe that was the, the Phoenix I interrupted quarter. you like three times in the course of it just to, just to cause this moment. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Andy's a good dude. Um, but anyway, Chip Kelly. <laughs> Talk about a horrible accent. His deal, uh, he, at least he's not doing the, uh, what's it called, um, the, the the Brian Kelly one, uh, where he, the, southern, the southern accent one. So some of his, the extension, some of the details came out, I guess, uh, Ben Bolch, like, put some, any thoughts on? Yeah, it's pretty favorable to UCLA. I think in as much as you were going to extend a guy, I think it was pretty good. There's no real raise in it. Um, and the buyout sounds like it will expire more or less after the 2023 season. And before that, you only have to pay 70% of the agreed upon salary for the coming season. So okay. um, I think in as much as uh, an extension was favorable to UCLA, which I don't agree it was, but 
it was, I think, as close as they could get. And you can very much see why Chip Kelly did not want to sign it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you can see why it took a long time. Okay. Um, is there something in there that turns it into a 10-year, $95 million no. extension? Is there like no. some? No, even the incentives are pretty modest. Like score 40 points yeah. against the USC. I mean, what it, what it does really is it's, um, I don't know if there's a spoken version of this contract where it's like, hey, if you do well, we're going to reward you with a much bigger contract. But I think it sets up like Chip Kelly's not going to want to be there too long because gotcha. it's not a, I mean, it's it's certainly a lot of money. I mean, for you or I or anybody, $4.8 million a year is going to, you know, that's going to change some things. Hells yeah. But for him, um, there's not a lot of protection in there and there's not a lot of incentive for him to like crush it either. So. Okay. Uh, well, why don't we, anything else? Just to remind everybody, um, if you you know, skip the first part of the show or something for whatever reason. I don't know if people do that on a podcast. Uh, Pac-12 tournament, if you're going to be there in Las Vegas, we are going to meet up, POC listeners, Bet MGM Sportsbook and Bar on Thursday, March 10th, 2 p.m. That's at the Park MGM Casino. So right across the street, basically, from what's the arena called that they do this stuff in? Uh, I don't know, man. I forget what the arena's called. but We'll look uh, it up. I haven't really done basketball there. Like People love like the so the basketball tournament. I went to the football tournament there, which was cool. Um, and like I went a couple weeks ago, I went for Super Bowl to Vegas and they just dropped the mask mandate. So it's kind of cool. I think everything's pretty much open now. Um, so that should be a good one. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back and answer a few questions. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, we're back here. On the podcast of champions, I got a lot of Pac-12 newsy stuff in that first segment. Which, you know, yeah, some of it manufactured. Um, we talked at length about an assistant coach moving from Colorado to Cal, which you know in normal times wouldn't have even been a note. But instead, we talked about it for like seven. Well, minutes. there was there was some you know little Twitter drama. Little tw- mm-hmm. I like the we Twitter love, drama. We love Twitter drama. Twitter drama is fun. I love to psychoanalyze people with limited information. You love Twitter drama combined. We are a superhero. It's good. Um, all right. I think the first question we got is Sean from Ohio. It says, hey, guys. Sean from Ohio. I already said that, Sean. I uh, love the show. I know you guys mentioned the looming negotiations the Big Ten will soon go through when they redo their TV deal, and possibly those negotiations could pull in a billion dollars plus. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb uh, that a deal that the Pac-12 could negotiate right now will not come close to being that lucrative. I think that's a fair statement. That being said, the monetary differences between the SEC and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 will grow further and not in the favor of the Pac-12. If you're doing a deal, 
What network would you try to aim for or a combination of networks? And what do you feel would make the most sense? Uh, and if the money difference does eventually get too great, what is the time frame that the conference woefully splits in some manner with some schools continuing to care and moving to another conference and the others who don't end up caring enough being part of a mid-major type of group? Sorry this is long, but I hope it leads to a riveting discussion. Sean from Ohio. I love Ohio like uh, Pac-12 fans. Yeah. So, Sean, the only thing I would say is um, for most of the Pac-12 schools, I would say all of the Pac-12 schools, actually, uh, football, however you feel about it from a competitive standpoint with the other leagues, it still plays an enormous role in alumni reaching out um, money into the university um, as a source of donations and um, income. So the reality that like the schools are going to willingly concede at some point that they don't need football or whatever, like the only one you could really see doing that is maybe Stanford. Um, the rest of them, they do need it at some level and they need it at the top, tippity top level that it is right now where it's one of the power five for it to make a ton of sense as a, as a revenue driver for the university as a whole, not just for um, you know what comes into the athletic department. So I don't see ever the schools like willingly saying, oh, we're going to split off and be a mid-major and you guys can split off and go do this thing. I mean, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some real, real sundering of relationships that um, would cause some, you know, major hard feelings among a, what I would say, like going back to the Pac-8, but pretty close knit group of schools um as far as you know the history of the conference goes yeah so all that um but from a monetary standpoint i don't i don't know enough about what would be offered and what you know different networks are willing to pay but i know this is why i keep going back to the streaming stuff because amazon has been willing to overpay for a lot of stupid crap um they've been willing to overpay they paid how much are they paying to make that lord of the rings show like a billion dollars i don't know it's something insane uh, Jeff Bezos is made of money. He literally is. Like I think he's now got money infused in his blood. Yeah. Um, that's how he stays so young. When he youthful. showers, like the, yeah. the drain is full of yeah. cash. And it's horrible. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, all of these people should be um, uh, have their money forcibly taken from them. But <laughs> the Pac-12 uh, should uh, take advantage of that, in my opinion, and uh, get him to wildly overpay for the rights to the entire league's television bundle. And uh, look, already not many people watch the Pac-12 outside of the footprint. Um, so make that a certainty <laughs> and not have it be on ESPN ever, but just do it all through uh, Amazon and have them pay a billion dollars for the rights. I mean, Amazon's a West Coast company. I mean, a lot of the tech ones are, but and it's one of those ones where like. Uh, Did you, you have... just call the world's um, biggest and worst company a West Coast company? They're like Seattle, right? They okay. are a multinational conglomerate. Yeah, but they're like, weren't they based in Seattle? Yeah, sure. Who cares? Okay. Well, anyway, but I'm just saying, it's it's in our footprint of the Pac-12. You look at, um, you know, hey, do you have Disney Plus or do you have HBO Max or do you have Paramount? Like, people have different ones. Like, most people have Amazon, and they might not even use it just because they have Amazon Prime. Like, you, like I think, I don't know if there's more people on Amazon Prime than Netflix. I'm not sure, but I, I would guess it's up there. Um, so at least it, it, it could be one of those things too, where it's like, oh, I have Amazon prime. I don't ever watch it. Cause I just use it for my, my deliveries. Cause I want to like order toothpaste and get it there tomorrow. Um, but oh, I can watch the pack 12 on there. I think that actually would make some sense, you know, yeah. um, to do that. The CBS losing, um, the, you know, the, the sec 
it would be good. I mean, it'd be good for us because like CBS is our parent company. So that'd be kind of cool. Like maybe we get some more stuff there. But yeah, with uh, CBS, I think could be a player. I mean, NBC apparently is a player for the Big Ten um, and their their billion dollar package and stuff. I'm curious, but I feel pretty confident George Kleofa is going to like, you're not going to get the short, like you might not get, you're not going to get what like the SEC and the Big Ten would get, but I feel like a guy like George Klavkov is going to come up with something that's like maybe a little outside the box and as good of a deal as you could possibly get. Um, I, I I feel pretty confident he could do that. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I, I I have faith in George. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, next up, ooh, we got a long one that I'm gonna have to read. I know. Uh, what was the last one? That was Sean. Was like, sorry, this is long, Sean. That was not long. Jesus. I mean, it was kind of long, but this is long. This is from the real fan, Eric. Uh, The roast of Pac-12 NIL. Dear Ryan and Dave, in honor of it being peak offseason and college football entering the wonderful wild west of name, image, and likeness, I would like to take a few moments to roast each program in the Pac-12 for their efforts in pandering to the already sizable ego of high school-aged kids whose bodies happen to develop slightly faster than their peers. Please feel free, Ryan and Dave, to join in the mostly good-natured ribbing with your own observations. Now, without further ado. Caleb Williams has inked an NIL deal with a prominent real estate firm, which just goes to show how expensive land development is in Los Angeles County. I've long been, long been saying there isn't any land left for the city to expand, so it's heartening to see them branching out into the last few square inches available. Human flesh. Ah. Love it. UCLA is at the center of a lawsuit to force the university to give all its athletes the benefit of full time, the benefits of full-time employees. In a surprise move, it was announced Chip Kelly will be representing the university in court. It is rumored that if he is successful, Chip will use the case as leverage to take over the position of university president and oust any board members who wish to have him kicked off campus. To add insult to injury, UCLA fans know the only reason Chip has a chance at being successful is because USC, the Pac-12, and the NCAA are also defendants. Time to pour one out for the school soon to be named the University of Chip in L.A. Ah. Stanford has set up a program to utilize its vast alumni network to help student-athletes ink good deals. The catch, only athletes who are involved in several clubs, hold leadership positions, maintain at least a 4.0 GPA, and do 1,000-plus hours of community service each year are eligible to apply. Nice. Love it. Chase Garbers has told people he hasn't been taking advantage of the golden program set up by Cal to handle NIL, preferring to trust in his family when making the decision to sell his soul. I'm sure there's a joke about how the university invests in its athletics, but much like their alumni, I just don't care enough to make the effort. Arizona fans in the university have banded together to form the Arizona Edge program, Arizona Assist, Friends of Wilbur and Wilma, and Blueprint Sports to provide student-athletes opportunities. In fact, the only thing they haven't tried is putting together a good football team. Coming soon, the, Gron- Gron- the Ro- Rob Gronkowski Center for Tight Ends who can't read good and want to learn to do other stuff good, too. <clears throat> Arizona State hardly seems to have done anything to set their, their student-athletes up with NIL deals, which is rather odd considering how hard they recruit during dead periods. Guess they lost interest after it became legal. Hmm. Many Colorado players have received NIL deals through Barstool Athletics, which feels appropriate considering how much Colorado fans have needed a drink these past few years. dump cha I'm a little surprised Utah hasn't announced any any NIL deals with prominent LGBTQ plus atheist groups yet. Seems like they would be all over the chance to beat the Mormons every year without getting arrested. Get on it, Utes. Washington has launched Boundless Futures, a program which sets out to prove they have the most academically prowess football program in the country. 
Members of the Dog Pound, Dog Pound will be able to contact student-athletes in their favorite sports programs to make sure they have access to the highest pedigree C education. Pro tip, don't feed them chocolate, onions, garlic, or grapes, and wet food is better than dry woof. That, that's a dog joke. Uh-huh. Though they are the smallest fan base, Washington State is gearing up to help support their student-athletes in a way only Cougs can do by announcing a partnership with Fireball Whiskey. Economists estimate the average payout per athlete to exceed $100,000 yearly. Unrelated, the average number of hospitalizations and drunken driving cases per year in Washington State is expected to double as this partnership takes effect. In the least surprising move of all, the University of Oregon has decided to fund their NIL initiative by scamming fans into paying for NFTs. On the bright side, when Oregon inevitably loses to Stanford and misses out on the playoffs again, their fans will have something to look at while they sit and cry in their closet full of Beanie Babies. Hilariously, before this move was announced, Oregon State athletes uh, were receiving more money from NIL than the Ucks were. Oregon must have been jealous that someone could be generating more money than them. For, the, for that matter, the Beavers announced quite early on the Exposure Program, which aims to teach Oregon State athletes how to promote their image and navigate the complex world of making people care about you. The initiative really puts the damn in. Damn, they're really trying to pay them in experience only, aren't they? P.S. I'm truly sorry for making you read that UCLA bit, Dave. For what it's worth, I'm rooting for you guys to get rid of Chip ASAP. P.P.S. I heard an Eric who appears to be an Uck fan chime in to the discussion last week. They obviously must have been giving you a fake name. Do not believe their lies. No self-respecting Eric would ever claim to be such a thing. Luckily, I'm here to prevent you and fans of your show from being scammed. If you or anyone you know has been approached by an Oregon fan, call toll-free 1-800-NO-TO-QUACK for a free consultation. Best regards, the real fan, Eric. Nice. Um, I was going to say, I want that number. Just, we, should, we should share that. with. Uh, we can tweet it out. 1-800-NO-TO-QUACK? Yeah, no-to-QUACK. Just let people know. Uh-huh. I'm sure it'll get used. I don't know. I'm sure it will. Uh, we got... Billy Bob V, who uh, wrote in. Great. Uh, conversa- a conversation shared. Jets, I want to share a brief dialogue with you that I had recently with my 11-year-old son. That's very sweet. Uh, we were listening to the most recent podcast at about the point Dave was trying to extend the duration to match Ryan, my son. What's this podcast about? Me, college football. My son, How? <laughs> <laughs> I figured you would appreciate that. <laughs> Cheers, Billy Bob the Fifth. I think it's a, I said Billy Bob B. Billy Bob the Fifth, I assume. But oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, how is this? <laughs> I don't know. I tried. I did the beginning. I mean, yeah, I, you, I talk you, about college football. You sure did. Uh, I didn't, but you sure did. Yeah, hey, let, let's give you a break. Um, we have a voicemail. Okay, because you had to read a lot there. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Perk. Um, you know, in the, the course of listening to the podcast, you know, I've probably heard, um, you know, Dave's topic or, or point of view, I should say, um, plenty of times of how the Pac-12 has been struggling just because it's a premier program and USC has been struggling. And I was wondering that while the Pac-12 is more than likely going to be uh, a lot better or much better perceived if USC gets back to that status, I was wondering if, if the Pac-12 were to join the status of, say, the SEC or Big Ten where they have multiple contenders, I was wondering your guys' opinion. Um, what is that other? What's that second team in a conference that needs to be consistently good? Would you guys say it's Oregon or or someone else? Um, thanks, guys. Thanks, Rick. And I'm sorry we we don't have any more vo- uh, emails left because the first one we had already read or I already read earlier. The uh, that was oh, the right. Minnesota one, yeah. So that was our last voicemail. But I mean, that was our last email. What do you think about 
uh, Perk's voicemail. So what other team has to be consistently good for the league to be good? Yeah. I don't think there's any one. Uh, I, and I'm of the opinion that like USC doesn't necessarily need to be good for the league to be good. It's just the the, te- the league needs, you know, two programs behaving more or less like elite programs to be uh, an elite, you know, conference. Um, if you look at the SEC right now, it's more or less just Alabama and Georgia. I mean, yeah, LSU is pretty good. Um, they won the title two years ago, but they're not like doing that consistently. Florida's not doing it consistently, but Alabama and Georgia, okay. Uh, in the Big Ten, you've got what Ohio State and Michigan, basically doing it at a pretty elite level. Yeah. Um, you know, Big Twelve, you had Oklahoma, um, and I guess Baylor, but uh, the Pac-12 hasn't really had anybody performing at like a consistently elite level the last few years. Um, but if we had been in the situation. That it looked to be from a recruiting standpoint before Chris Peterson decided to retire and um, and uh, and uh, Mario Cristobal turned out to be good but not great. Uh, Oregon and Washington were certainly in position to be those teams, and yeah, it would have been a little bit um, you know north centric. But I think if Oregon and Washington had both done what their recruiting rankings were dictating they should have done, uh, then we wouldn't necessarily be in this mess right now where the league is thought of as this kind of also ran. Um, joke of a conference so yeah I mean at USC is the easiest one which is why it's the one that always gets cited because it's easy to recruit at USC it's easy to do a lot of the baseline things that are a lot harder at other schools but USC by itself doesn't need to be good for the league to be good it's just there need to be you know two two teams that are doing it at a pretty high level at any one time yeah it, obviously it's easier when it's USC it's and easier because it's USC you're gonna get you know national record you know if, if USC was good and they're like eight and one or they like Oregon plays them late in the season and they got to win over USC. It's going to count more. It's going to help Oregon too. You know, it just, it's just, you know, there's like Dave said, there's going to be some inherent biases out there and it's just more of a national brand. And you're going to, if you beat a national brand, let's just when Oregon beat Ohio state, like everyone thought Oregon was way better because they beat Ohio state. If they had beat uh, Iowa, well, I mean, I mean, even Iowa, like, uh, you know, Purdue or something it just what you know no one cares uh but they they beat Ohio State that's a brand people know and it, even though Ohio State didn't look very good at the beginning of the season they got a lot better um that was that that meant something and I think if you have if Washington's really good or you you know Utah continues to be play like a top 10 program and Oregon you know Land Danning gets them really going uh, and USC, Lincoln, rather going like if the, if all those three teams are like flirting with the top ten, it just helps everything. And then if Cal gets a win over one of those teams, it looks better, you know, just all that stuff. But we just haven't seen that, you know, to have like your top two teams ranked in like the teens or something like that's that's not helpful. You want to have like what the Phil Steele predicted, two or you know two teams in the the top ten, um, and that that's going to help the whole league and. Uh, but like Dave said, if one of them's USC, it just makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got. That's all we have. Yeah. Um, we're spent. We're juiced. We are. We're going to get some lunch. Uh, well, I have to edit the show and put it up and stuff. But, you know, Dave will I'll sit here play on the internet. Prettily. Yeah. yeah. He was very upset. I have, uh, you know, trying to do our live show and I'm, I got a, a loner box for like the streaming stuff. So I needed one of my monitors when Dave sat down at the, his, his, his desk with my computer that and his monitor wasn't there. He was not, he was not happy. He almost just left. I yeah. said, where the f- is my computer? Yeah. 
your computer was there. Just I was using your monitor for someplace else. Uh, all right. Well, that will wrap things up here at the POC. Really hope to uh, are going to. I guess we'll do a show before. What, that's a Thursday. I don't know if are we going to do a show or will we do a show from there? Maybe we get together in the morning, get some lunch and whatever, and then uh, do it in the morning. Yeah. So you might not hear from us before we meet up, but yeah, you know. I'm not going to have time. I think early part of the week at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, so maybe you'll hear from us, maybe you won't, but if you're going to be in Las Vegas and I know some people tweeted at us that they were going to be there and you want to meet up now, you know, all the details of where to go. It's going to be at the, uh, park MGM casino, uh, which is the old Monte Carlo bet MGM sports book and bar. So that's like branded bet MGM, uh, 2 PM on Thursday, March 10th. Hope to see you there. Hope you enjoyed the show and we will talk to you next time. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gather your besties. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. Yeah. For the movie that hits like a bus in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Made at PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.